Hello, my BB pumpkin seeds. Today is episode 27, and dare I say, another shorty. But it should be the last purposefully short one for quite some time, I assure you. Before we go any further, though, I should probably say, welcome to the Joy of Horror podcast. I'm your local gourd gal, Joy, and I'm here to tell you about all the odd and creepy corners from around the world. If you're new here or working your way backwards, just know that today is a purposefully short episode, but I usually don't roll that way. I pick the first topic that catches my eye in a specific category, and then I go for that topic, no matter how long or short it is. But I really wanted to get back ahead of the game a little bit, so I made this one and the one prior, number 26, short. I hope that is okay, but just know that that is not normal. But okay, so today we are traveling to Cyprus to learn about an allegedly cursed statue found there. It was originally called the Woman of Lem, but soon became known as the Goddess of Death. Let's dig on in and find out why. The year is 1878, and a small limestone statue has been located in Lem, or Lempa, Cyprus. She was estimated to be from around 3500 BC and was originally assumed to be a statue for fertility or even a small one to represent one of the goddesses worshipped on the island all those years ago. It was hard to try and pinpoint it down further than that since there seems to be no official documentation of her discovery other than possibly the year she was found. This made it very difficult for others to connect her to any other artifacts that might answer a few of these questions. Doesn't help that she's not very detailed, so that's another way it was hard to connect her to any other pieces. If you don't know what she looks like, just real quick type in Goddess of Death statue into Google, so you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, so with more questions than real answers, let's start our journey on how the Woman of Lem got her new nickname. The statue's first owner was a Lord Elfont, who resided in Cyprus at the time. He got the statue not too long after its discovery and took it home. A decision he will later regret because even if he didn't know it at the time, he was about to lose everything. Within a short six-year time frame, Lord Elfont passed on along with his other seven members of his family. All the information I could locate only said that they each died under mysterious circumstances. All fun, I'm sure. The statue disappeared for a time, probably sold as part of Lord Elfon's estate and dispersed to various locations before it fell into the hands of Ivor Manichy. He found and bought the statue in an undisclosed part of Europe. Kind of fishy, but we'll move on. Unfortunately, Mr. Manichy didn't fare much better than our Lord because him and his family only lasted four years before all of them passed away, also from mysterious circumstances. Maybe lucky family number three will fare a little bit better? Yeah, nah. We got another lord this round. A lord, Thompson Noel, purchased the statue, apparently getting no background on the dang thing. What do I know? Maybe he liked to live dangerously. Well, dangerously he lived. And him, along with his immediate family, had all passed away within just a few years of owning the piece. Our girl has a mean streak, I'll tell you what. 
Okay, we move on to the statue's last private owner, Sir Alan Biverbrook. In an even shorter time than the previous three families, Mr. Biverbrook lost his wife and two daughters within a couple of years. And all that was left of this family was his two sons. Both, understandably, freaking out about the statue. Something tells me they knew the history and was like, Dad, we done told you not to get that dang statue! Anyway, fearing the statue and not wanting to keep it near either of their homes, nor wanting to just pass it to another family to possibly devastate, they donated her to the Royal Scottish Museum in Edinburgh, Scotland, which was later merged with the New Museum of Scotland and made the National Museum of Scotland. You think, okay, she's at a museum now, can't hurt another, right? Uh, did you listen to my Robert the Doll episode? <laughs> Of course, cursed objects can still get you. It said the director or coordinator of the section she was located in died not too long after the statue came into the museum's possession. After this incident, the museum decided to take no more chances, many connecting the curse of the object to those who physically touched the item, and decided to put it behind very thick glass. It said that no one has died connecting them to the statue since. Now, I'm sure you're probably disappointed that I didn't have more details for you, like how did the families and people pass on? And you know, things of that nature. Well, I'm sorry to say, but this might actually be a sham. You see, when I began doing more research into this item, I was confused on why there wasn't more information linked to the statue if it's connected to so many that had passed on. And of course, this is a very commonly talked about item when it comes to cursed item lists and countdowns. I mean, that's how I discovered it to begin with. As I dug a little bit deeper, I realized I could find almost nothing on any of the people mentioned earlier. No Lord Elfon, no Mr. Biverbrook, or Mr. Manuchi. The only times these seem to pop up are in articles on the statue itself. Now, this could mean there's just not that much information on these people's lives, or maybe it's just a tall tale made up for the statue at a much later time. Or heck, maybe I'm just not that good at research. But I also couldn't find any information for the statue's current location, even though it's said to be at the museum to this day. I'm not alone either. A writer on the gypsythread.org also admitted to being able to find little to nothing on these people or their family and nothing in the museum's archives on the statue itself. Now, with that knowledge, I'll let you be the judge. Maybe some things just weren't documented properly. Who knows for sure? If anything, this might be an urban legend now. Regardless of what might be true, I hope you enjoyed our wee shorty today because it's still a fun story to think about in my opinion and I loved bringing it to you, even if it may be a dud. Though, before we slip into the pop culture section, I did come across an interesting theory on how the statue is killing people if, you know, it's true and not a curse in the end. ParanormalJunkie.net said how they suspect it may have been an unknown substance on the statue that could have very slowly killed those around it over time if they're in a close radius to it for prolonged periods. Which, hey, I didn't even think about that, so kudos to you, my guy. Okay, so for the pop culture section, I can only find it for sure in one book. The book is called Evil Archaeology, Demons, Possessions, and Sinister Relics by Heather Lynn but I couldn't really find anything in games, movies, or TV. But that's okay, because it is now time for the movie recommendation of the week. 
I can't say exactly why I'm linking this movie, but just trust me on this one. The movie this week is Apostle from 2018. This movie follows a man named Thomas, who goes to an island inhabited by a cult to rescue his sister, Jennifer, who has been kidnapped and held for ransom. He poses as a person trying to be accepted into the cult, but while doing so, he learns some dark, horrible secrets that have been going on on this remote island. I personally really enjoyed this movie, and I was surprised by how well it seemed done. If you give this one a shot, I hope you enjoy it. And on that note, we've reached the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hit me up, tag me in something, or even just be reminded of episode releases, feel free to give me a follow on Instagram, Twitter, or even Facebook at TJOHpodcast. You can also, of course, also subscribe to anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you want to be my new best friend, you can leave me a rating and review on iTunes, Podchaser, or even my Facebook page. No pressure, of course, but each one is very much loved. With that out of the way, let me just tell you that you are a god, or goddess, or deity, (laughs) and deserve to be worshipped in your own special way, bathed in happiness and smiles for days. May the sun shine on your face and luck forever be on your side. Drink some water, have a nap, and eat that cookie. You deserve it. With all my love, I hope you have a spooky night.